The Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the 10th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. Now as Jesus and his disciples went on their way, he entered a certain village where a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. She had a sister named Mary who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to what he was saying. But Martha was distracted by her many tasks. So she came to him and asked, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me all the work by myself? Tell her then to help me. But the Lord answered her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and distracted by many things. There is need of only one thing. Mary has chosen the better part, which will not be taken away from her. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated, and the children may come forward for a children's sermon. morning. How are you? Good. Tired. Anybody else here tired? Yeah, I am. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I can see it coming. As usual, I got a question for you. How do you spend your time? How do you spend your time this past week? How have you spent your time? Yeah. Playing outside, fishing. Awesome. That sounds like fun. Swimming. I thought there might be some swimmers here. Yeah. Yeah. Swimming and a party? Oh, that's a good week. Oh, that's really cool. A, a pool party with a signing board and a diving board. Well, that's just so much fun. How else did you guys spend your week? Did you sit quietly with your hands lightly folded in your lap, making no noise whatsoever? Sleep? You might have slept a little bit. Yeah. Did some chores around the house? Yeah. Yeah. You helped. Oh, you helped put all this together, huh? Thank you, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. Breathe. I'm glad you did. I'm glad you did. Yeah. <laughs> In today's story, we have Jesus very aware of all the different things there are to do in life. And there's two people, Mary and Martha. And Martha helps make everything happen. Martha's making sure that people are fed. Martha's making sure that things get done. Martha's making sure 
that when guests come to her home, they have exactly what they need. And Mary is sitting with Jesus and listening. Both are really good things to do. And both have a time to do it. But what Jesus says is that from time to time, we'll be in a moment that's so important that we don't skip it. Mary got to sit with Jesus in the body, see him right across from her and listen to him and hear from him and learn. Wouldn't that be cool to sit with Jesus and learn right there? Martha, I'm sure, was happy to have Jesus there, but had a hard time settling down. From time to time in my life, I'm like that too. There's so many cool things going on that I have a hard time settling down and paying attention to what's right in front of me. The lesson today is not that you should never do chores. (laughs) You're going to have chores to do. And it's not that you can't play and swim and run and help out with vacation Bible school and do all kinds of other really cool things and breathe. You should do all those things. Today's story is about sometimes we find ourselves in really, really good places and moments, like at church, like in our lives, like with friends and family, and even strangers where we should really set down everything else that we're doing, pay attention, and more than that, really dive in to what's going on. Does that make sense? This week, you might be able to and you might not, but if you are, I really encourage you guys to come to Vacation Bible School because we put up, we didn't put up, The Pelts put up all these awesome decorations because we want to tell you that this is a time to set down everything else, pay attention, and dive deep into something good. We're going to learn about Jesus. We're going to learn about God. We're going to play and sing and do so many other things. This is one of those times. Does that make sense? Should we say a prayer? Let's pray. Gracious God, in our lives, we will find moments. Moments to set things down, stop looking in every different direction, to pay attention. We give you thanks for Bible school. We give you thanks for church. We give you thanks for friendships. We give you thanks for our lives out in the world where you put all of these things. Help us. Help us to do work when it needs to be done, just like Martha, and help us to pay attention when you are near, just like Mary. In all things, help us to see you and follow you, to know your love each day of our life. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thanks for being here, guys. Go back to your seats.
In the name of Jesus, amen. This story feels simple on its surface. Mary and Martha welcome Jesus into the home. Martha does all the work. Mary sits at the feet of Jesus. Mary's, uh, Jesus says that Mary has chosen the better thing. And we can easily go from this story and simply say, the better thing is for us to pay attention to when Jesus is talking, to dive into the word and into scripture and into church and relationships throughout our lives. And that's just kind of the end of it, right? But if it were that simple, I'm of the mind that Martha would have understood that already. I don't think we're ever to assume that Martha doesn't know what's going on here. I think we're to assume that Martha sees the height and the weight of life in the same way that we can all see it, and that this choice is not about simplicity, but about very much an upside-down kingdom of God transformation of what we expect in this world. Martha. Martha is someone who understands what it takes to make a place good and excellent for someone to be welcomed into. Martha is someone that is selfless in the way that she pays attention to everybody else around her and prepares for the needs of those that are there. Martha is the one to whom we give thanks anytime we break bread, anytime we have a place to sit, anytime we have a place to be. Not literally Martha, but the types of Martha in our lives. We know Martha, we may be Martha from time to time. Martha is aware that if no one gets up and makes the food, we're not going to eat. Martha is aware that if no one prepares the place, we won't meet. Martha's aware that if no one takes the time to do these things, then the great experience that Mary was having with Jesus won't happen. She's right. And so when Jesus says to Martha, Mary has chosen the better thing, I think you will also note that Jesus does not say to Martha, you have chosen a bad thing. That's not what's on the table here. We are never to assume that the work that Martha does is bad. We are to assume that the work that Martha does is not central. When, Mar when Martha creates a space, it is meant for something. It's not the end goal. When Martha makes food, it's meant for something. It's not the end goal. When Martha makes her life about paying attention to everybody else and having them having what they need, it's for something. It's not the end goal. And so you and I in our lives learn from Martha not to set down this work, but to understand its priority. If the God of heaven and earth walks into our house and we have nothing to eat and we have nothing to welcome God into and the space isn't how we need it and it's all chaos, we can do good work to make it so. 
But the central moment, that central point is about God being with us. It's not about the house. It's not about the presence. It's not about the food even. Even when we understand this, I feel, and I might be the only one, I got a feeling I'm not, I feel it's very difficult for us to hear that the places we put our effort into, the places we put our caring into, the places we try to make excellent in life are not the central thing. That's hard to hear. That might be heartbreaking to hear. I put a lot of work into helping make different experiences good and excellent. I put a lot of work into trying to make people's lives around me better. I do a lot of work trying to be the best possible Martha I can be. But those tasks aren't the priority. And it crushes me to hear that. There's a little bit of kickback that I do in this life. There's a little bit of, I don't know, throwing a spiritual fit that I do when I hear something like this. What do you mean, God, that this isn't the priority? What do you mean, Jesus, that this isn't central? I'm sorry, but I'm the reason we have food right now. (laughs) You're telling me that you don't want to eat, Jesus? That's fine. You just go off by yourself, maybe break some loaves and fishes, and you feed all the people. But once I'm done with my spiritual tantrum, I come to realize that if I am creating an excellent space, but I haven't given myself time to hear Christ, I've done an excellent thing for many other people and I've missed the point for myself. If I have done great work to make a space for everybody else to be in, but I haven't drank from that cup. I've missed the point. Because when Christ walks into a room, Christ doesn't walk into a room for a few people asking everybody else from the periphery to make a space and to prepare the way and to make sure that everybody else in here. God walks into a room for all of us. God walks into a room for every single person. And there's not a single task in this world that's more important than you knowing. Yes, everybody else, but you too, knowing that God loves you and God cares for you. Knowing that the good things of life, including rest, including forgiveness, including peace, are for you too. It is so easy in this world to become so weighed down with the good work we do for others that we can convince ourselves that we don't need to drink of blessing as often as others. We don't need to drink this cup of righteousness as much as everybody else. We don't need to receive as much as everybody else. We don't need to rest as much as everybody else. We don't need to have love as much as everybody else, but we do. We do. There is 
and many of you probably know this, there is a nice little pattern that I like to put on myself to judge whether or not I am resting and hearing and drinking from the word of God in the way that I ought. And it's somewhat simple. In my head, I imagine another person, not me. And this person is doing all of the work that I am doing. They're also neglecting to drink all the ways that I neglect to drink. I look at that person. And if I would have pity on that person, and if I would want to take away from that person this work so that they can drink and so that they can rest, then I know that I need that for myself. If I would want to look at this person and, and just think to myself, gee, they really need to drink a little bit more from this cup of blessing, to hear a little bit more of this mercy and grace, then I know that's true for myself. It is so, so hard for us to be the ones that allow ourselves to drink. The story of Mary and Martha isn't a story of good versus bad work. It's a story of allowing ourselves to drink, allowing ourselves to rest. Because I promise you, there's nothing unique about Mary. There's nothing unique about Martha. We are them both. So I want you to reflect on your lives. In what ways do you thirst for something good? In what ways do you ache for something that fills? In what ways are you able to see yourself have mercy and allow? And vice versa. In what ways do you see others in your lives that ache and thirst and need rest? I believe in a silly, upside-down, kingdom-of-God type of way that despite all the work there is to do in the world, there is still enough space for us to drink deeply from the blessing of God. This may seem foolishness to the wise, but I think it's one of the many different ways that the miracles of God can still be seen today. You can drink from the cup of blessing. You can spend time with God. You can spend time with one another. And the work that needs to get done will still get done. You can rest. And the work that needs to get done will still get done. You can take Sabbath. You can take peace. You can breathe deeply. And the work that needs to get done will still get done. This is probably one of the more radical things I've said in a while. But I believe it to be true. God be with you if you're able to embrace this moment of Mary eagerly and fully. And God be with you if, like Martha, you need someone to keep calling you back over and over again. God be with you if it is nerve-wracking to choose rest. And God be with you if you slip into it wonderfully, simply. No matter what, may God be with you as your Mary, as your Martha, as your everybody else, helping us 
bringing us to the good things. Amen.